0: good afternoon here we are hour three on a great day for talk radio after change though donnie just giving us the ominous word severe thunderstorm watch is in effect and uh it's starting to gray over and cloud over and man we don't need more of that you know uh stephen holiday the deputy mayor who was just here with our panel the last hour was saying uh it's a principal concern of his being on the public works committee and so on and so forth uh, the flooding's a big issue and uh you know, this is a. The city doesn't have the infrastructure to handle it, as we discussed. I guess it was two days ago in the aftermath of that deluge that came down, and uh, we got a bit of a reprieve. I'd hate to say, you know, it's good for the plants. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I golfed all of ten holes today, and the course was lush and in perfect condition. It is
1: pretty green out there. It
0: sure as heck is. All I mean, over. It had been drying out, and uh, because of the severe heat, and there had been a lack of, even though you know you have uh your sprinkler systems and whatever else but boy that uh and still there were some areas that hadn't been like fully drained but yeah a lot of green it is
1: good for the plants
0: i guess i'm trying to look at the silver lining in the otherwise literal dark cloud and uh we can't have a another uh as i said deluge like we did the other day i would think that people might be you know uh trying to preempt things if there's flooding in mm-hmm. your basement and so on and so forth.
1: Try and plan ahead if you can. Yes. Yeah. You know, and on the topic of infrastructure, we were talking about that just the other day, and we took some calls. One call we did not get to was a past a City of Toronto um, engineer who worked on some of the infrastructure, and he said one of the things that uh, happens at City Hall is when these things happen, they they just don't want to deal with them because they're so massive. And they have to do a study. So sometimes, as he told me, this you know uh, past uh, city engineer, he said there'd be a study asked for after the fact, after mm. the flooding, after the damages. Mm-hmm. And then they would put that study together. But but he found in the many years that he's now retired, but in the many years that he was working for the city, said that not enough was really being done because of the just massive size and cost of a project and so if somebody is in council for a certain period of time is that the thing that they want to you know have as the the feather mm. in their cap or is it just too expansive does it involve so many different facets that they, they it kind of becomes untouchable and but see his that's his the whole point and purpose that's of what he said.
0: yeah municipal politics is all about answering uh to the immediate concerns of the constituents. It's not all this, you know, theoretical stuff and social justice It's about how do I keep the flooding from my basement, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, making sure all the pipes are, you know, in working condition and order and so on. And because in the old city anyway, we've got like hundred year old infrastructure. It's just crumbling. How many times you see sinkholes and, you know, because the ground has collapsed, the water mains have burst. That's all over the place in the uh, old city downtown toronto That's 416 right. a Primer.
1: mustang got gobbled up on friday
0: really where was this
1: oh i can't remember it was uh some road but uh yeah sinkhole <laughs>
0: sinkhole ate uh ate this mustang <laughs> right here in the city of toronto i believe so oh i hope it's so <laughs> otherwise Hungry the ground. story's irrelevant uh yeah no I, I think i read that story or saw the picture uh somewhere along the line i think it was on the Kingsway, somewhere in that neighborhood
1: the car was red.
0: Yes, it was. Okay. It was
1: a red Mustang. <laughs>
0: and so will you be if it wasn't a Toronto incident. All right. Well, that being said, uh, you know, these students that are being sent back to Saudi Arabia, they want to stay. And there's a, part, a report suggesting that uh, some of them are scrambling to move out of the country just weeks before the start of the new school year. Uh, these students who've come to Canada under the King Abdullah Scholarship Program. It's kind of like their version of OSAP. Remember that? The Ontario yep. stereo assistance program you get the money <laughs> but you would actually have made enough during the summer so you didn't need it but you would apply it against buying a new stereo uh, that's what they're saying I'm just wondering should they claim asylum and uh, never have to go back it's happening you know we've got this story that we had addressed earlier where uh, a lot of these arrivals who are coming in uh, at irregular points let's say become anchors and uh, then they can invite their relatives to come over to Canada and join them at regular border border crossings, it's an outrage to me since our system has been swamped. You talk about a deluge or you know flooding the system. This is in a figurative sense, but that's a story we wanted to pursue uh, on another occasion. There's also the other uh, issue that's arisen of the students who um, may fall under the rubric of LGBTQ, etc., etc. They are now uh, seeking. Some kind of a human rights ruling that the government, having uh, taken back the sex ed curriculum that had been uh, implemented by the liberals in 2015, it now somehow uh, compromises their safety and uh, doesn't present their case. And through the omission of uh, mentions of things like LGBTQ uh, life and so on and so forth, uh, it's a human rights violation. I'm going to in a moment put that to Joe Newberger, AM640 legal analyst, as well as the story that Doug Ford, having implemented this policy to uh, give $25 million to fight guns and gangs in the city of Toronto, plans as part of that initiative to set up SWAT teams, he calls them. I think euphemistically that these are people who would be at the courts ensuring that there are a gun, uh, the accused on gun violations don't get bail readily it's part of stiffening bail and then uh, maybe monitoring them to make sure that they're living up to uh, whatever bail conditions might be set whether that meets constitutional muster is a question that uh, will pose to Joe Newberger, our legal analyst here at uh, Global News Radio and then Cam's gonna join us with leftovers and end cuts one of the questions I'm kind of curious about because this was another case I don't know if this suit has any merit but you tell me I'm gonna open the lines here for a few brief moments um, A disappointed music fan in Montreal is taking out a class action lawsuit against the organizer of Montreal's Oceaga Music Festival because she uh, came on Friday night to see the rapper, the American rapper Travis Scott, and he was late. Like, that's never happened in a concert. You know, (laughs) rock music back in the day. I thought it was a rite of passage. If Guns N' Roses and Axl Rose were on time, you knew something were, where's the real Axl? That's not Slash. That guy's hat's too short. You know, I mean, come on. The Who. Rolling Stones were notorious late on occasion. You know, Keith was getting a blood transfusion or something. I don't know. But no, uh, this guy was 90 minutes late, and so she's suing. The request filed at the Montreal Courthouse on Monday argues that uh, her name is Megan Lestum, and anyone else who bought a ticket to Oceaga for August 3, the day Scott performed, should be reimbursed by event organizer Eventco. Scott was scheduled to play from 9.45 to 10.55, but the festival announced on social media that he was delayed at the border. So go after the border service agents and i love this because uh david sparrow one of my panelists last hour in the uh response to this complaint that they were uh their feet were getting tired you know after standing around waiting for the dude to show <laughs> it's like wow uh a first world problem b uh could be a millennial situation i mean uh-huh. Folks at Woodstock, uh, they didn't know if they were sitting or standing for three days in the rain. I mean, this is how it's all changed dramatically. Do you think she has some merit, though, as a class action lawsuit if a performer is showing up? Because they they quit the concert or the, the, the festival. They left feeling that, well, if he's not coming, I'm too tired. i got to get home. i got to catch the last subway out to Vaudreuil or wherever. Is this a case that you can actually see a court taking up as a class action suit? Or is it just, hey... That's rock and roll, man.
1: Isn't there also some sort of a waiver on the back of tickets that absolves promoters of these kinds of, you know, it's not an act of God, but, you know, circumstances outside of their control?
0: Possible. Border service, a hey, that's a good one. That might be uh, a get-out-of-jail card or at least keep-out-of-court uh. Thing. When you
1: buy your ticket, there's 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 this whole big sort of waiver piece that I think, you know, yeah, gets, gets them out of sticky situations that they really have no control over.
0: Okay, so many are demanding refunds. Uh, one festival goer tweeted, My feet hurt. I want my money back. He's going to play like two songs. All right, so uh, is this a class action lawsuit? Do you believe it has merit? Is it sound?
1: Uh, did this artist, did they play their full set as they were supposed to?
0: He played his hit. No, I don't know. Uh, Travis Scott. Are you familiar with him? No, I've never heard of Travis Uh-oh. Scott. Yeah, you, That's you, a rapper? Well, apparently, yes. Huh. And
1: yeah. 90 doesn't Minutes. Doesn't
0: sound late. like a rap name. Uh, I know. He's got to be uh, like, you know, Herbal Tea or something. The gentle rapper. Uh, 870-6400. Let's take some calls if we've got time. And then we'll get to Joe Newberger, clarify a few points in law, and then Cam Stewart at the bottom of the hour, leftovers and end Because Do you think if a, an artist and some show doesn't go off as... Uh, strictly presented, you know, on the billboard of the marquee, is that case for a class action lawsuit. I'm of two minds in this. I guess if I were on the receiving end of it, I'd be mondo pissed. But on the other end, uh, it's kind of gone with the territory historically. I mean, rock and roll is all about rebellion and not doing things according to Hoyle. If you're working on schedule as a rock artist, where's your cred? You know, you basically got to be late or not show up at all. Or, you know, you're too intoxicated to perform, and they're drying you out backstage. This is something, so it's all changed. Maybe it's kind of a sissified type of pop music, (laughs) whatever. You know, uh, oh, but the dancers were there, and they were good. That's the other thing. Everything's a Busby Berkeley musical now. You ever notice? it's like well this was a guy who staged all these elaborate dance things with costumes back in the 40s in the movies and that's all and then the camera from up above it will look like flowers blossoming and you know twirling umbrellas and everything all done in sync it was like synchronized swimming and that's all these these performances have become these days however I ask if this is a class action suit of some merit yes no 870 6400 star 640 on sale David and Barry what do you say
2: John great day for talk
0: radio thank you my friend and, uh, no, I don't think they have a hope in hell, to be honest with you, as your
2: uh, other person was saying there. I believe on the back of tickets there are, there are a liability clause saying we're not responsible for this, this, and this, and this, and this. But I think this is just like you were saying – a millennial seeking their fifteen minutes of fame. She gets her name in the newspaper, and everyone talks about her for a week, and, and then it's, it's it's dust in the wind. Yeah, oh, wait a, a d- minute, that what that was a group.
0: There you go, <laughs> Kansas, my friend. Nice reference. Yeah. yeah, all we are is dust in the wind. Except in this instant, would you want your name in the paper? I mean, that could be real ignominy that you are actually affiliated with something that uh, you should you take your lumps. Although she claims, look, I've had to work a part-time job just to be able to uh, put together the scratch to see this guy. Three-day passes to the event ranged in price from 115 to $235. Uh, or no, that's an actual day pass. Three-day passes from 320 to 1150 bucks. Class action suit on rock stars showing up late. If you're disgruntled about it, do you think you should be able to sue? Becky, how about you?
1: I don't think she has a case, really, unless, uh, unless she can prove that the event promoter didn't secure the right entrance paperwork for the artist. I, I I really think it's a waste of time.
0: All right. And so the border service agents who held this dude up, they're the ones responsible.
1: Well, it, it happens, right? Like, regular citizens get held up at the border all the time. So if you're coming in to work here and there's any sort of issue at all, like, it's, it's a risk you take.
0: All right, I appreciate it. So maybe she'd have to sue the government of Canada, the border service agents. I remember when we were running the comedy club in Montreal, we brought in a guy who was a ventriloquist from the States, and he didn't have his working papers. And so the border service agent, you know, uh, was kind of curious that he had a tickle trunk full of all kinds of things, including, well, the ventriloquist dummy was actually a penis. So he was talking through this. And, uh, but you know, it's 45 minutes. He did his act for these guys, the Quebec border agents. Jean-Claude, Vinicius, you know, and they were just laughing their asses off, and they finally let him through to work. I guess he was that entertaining. I guess he blew the l- <laughs> his act. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Easy. He, he burned his act at the border rather than in the club. Let me just say that. One final word on this one. Here's Danny in Toronto. You're on The Oakley Show. Danny, go ahead.
2: Yeah, how you doing there?
0: Okay. I
2: love you. I love your show. I love you, man. I, I love... When you talk about Trudeau, you know anyway.
0: <laughs> well, I know. You know I've keep, just been doing it a lot lately. No,
2: keep it up, man. Uh, all right. What else I you got, got a Danny? Or that one, right?
0: Hey, Danny, what about this uh, class action suit? You ever go to a rock show and the star showed up late?
2: Well, no. I, but I've been to a lot of rock shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now you're funning me.
2: No, no, no. I've been to. I remember Billy Joel.
0: Oh, you and, do. <laughs> and he
2: did a rock show. And he was jumping from stage to stage to piano to piano. Nice. Yeah, going crazy, man.
0: Was he there and, on time though? What? Was he on time?
2: Yeah, he was on time. Well, okay. So And and the Stones and the Beatles and and uh um uh, uh Savoy Brown. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, no, I can go back, man.
0: Oh no, I you can know? hear it. I'm Savoy done. Brown, yeah you're, yeah. you're you're going back to the sixties now. Yeah,
2: and uh, and uh um,
0: what was that one? uh you know uh, what Molly hatchet What about Molly hatchet
2: No, well no, but uh, yeah. no I, but. okay, no metal axe, so listen, easy. I gotta move on, so
0: Danny, what? i I gotta move on here, buddy, but uh if you're saying everything's kosher, you don't mind back showing up like Billy Joel. A <laughs> guy must have lost a bet.